It's like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, people? It's 7 p.m. Eastern time on a Thursday, which means it's time for Start Sit here on the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. And joining me once again this week, he's back in the saddle. Dallas, welcome back, bro. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, seems to be a bi-weekly type of thing with us right now based off of my schedule. I had a pretty crazy week last week, but I'm here again uh, to give you terrible takes on wide receivers, but pretty solid ones on tight ends. So, hey, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. It's been yeah, yeah. I think it's been at least three weeks since we've been on the show because I think you covered for me a couple weeks ago. I was riding yeah. Han Solo last week, and uh, I actually had a pretty decent week. So I'm trying I'm trying to like stay the course there because it was it was pretty good here on the show. I made a, a pretty substantial bad call mm-hmm. uh, for some of my personal teams. I yeah. I had a some one QB leagues where. I knew uh, our boy Kirk Cousins was going on a bye, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to roster him for two, you know, for through the bye week. I'm just going to drop him now, play a better matchup. And needless to say, that did not work out in any case. And on <laughs> few of those, that cost me the matchup. So it happens to the to the best of us, or maybe the worst of us. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. So we uh, we obviously have a lot of bye weeks. Speaking of this week, everyone's heard of that. If you're on Twitter, it's like a freaking you know tornado is going to hit the internet. Um, with all the teams on by this week, a lot of firepower missing from a lot of rosters. So if you're setting those lineups this week, uh, we know that there you're going to be making some tough decisions. So, um, as always, if you're joining us live on Thursday nights, you can drop questions in the chat. Dallas and I will get to all of them that we can here on the show. Uh, and always appreciate interacting with you guys. So always feel free to tune in live if you're listening to this on the podcast. But um, I usually, sometimes I wait till the very end of the show, but I think this would be a good thing just to give you a chance here on the front end as we're waiting, letting people jump in here. But Dallas, what, what are you up to content wise, uh, these days, just in case the people haven't been able to check out your work in season? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I went through my first rendition of the rookie report card in podcast form a couple weeks ago. Um, it's also published, um, just re- written form. Um, I'll be doing that again. And about three weeks, and then the podcast that will be dropping this upcoming Sunday will actually be covering my rookie buys for this year. Um, I don't ever really do rookie sells during the first year just because you have no idea what's going to happen for the rest of the year. And when it comes to the hype train of the second year breakout in the offseason, it's always more advantageous, obviously, to wait. So I'll be doing an episode on some rookie buys to do at this midway point in the fantasy season of week seven. So look forward to that on Sunday. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We definitely need to check that out. So make sure you're subscribed to all uh, the uh, the Warzone channels, whether that be here on YouTube, if you're watching us live, wherever you're listening to podcasts, stay subscribed. We just continue to put out tons of great content. Uh, and man, it's like, it's a lot. I try to keep up with everything and it's just like every day there's new stuff. So uh, I know that that's been, uh, it's been a fun season so far. We're only six weeks in as we head into week seven. So uh, let's just dive right into this thing. Let's start with our quarterbacks. Uh, We'll kind of go back. We'll go back and forth here. So who's your start at the quarterback position for week seven, Dallas? Yeah, my start's going to be Ryan Tannehill. Um, It's been extremely, extremely bad for him this year for anyone that has him on the fantasy rosters. I know myself as well. A lot of you out there um, did the classic. I can wait on Ryan Tannehill for a quarterback and you're regretting that decision in 2021, but uh, it's only really recent. I just can't get off the fact of 
over his first 25 starts, besides the first five this year, he had 19 games with double-digit touchdowns. And this year, he has had five games not in that same category. He's only had five games this year with a single touchdown thrown. I, that's just not sustainable. I don't see how that continues. I see it increasing, especially in a good matchup against Kansas City. Um, anyone who started Heineke last week understands that it's not a matchup that works for everyone. You still have to be an above-average quarterback to get some stuff done against the defense. But if you are, like Ryan Tannehill has been, it's something that could be looking as a good start for him, as well as the weapons getting healthier. Um, I don't know what's going on with Julio Jones right now. It's kind of ugly, but A.J. Brown looks back, and Derrick Henry is unstoppable, so I like the matchup for him. Yeah, I love the call, man. Uh, Tannehill was somebody that I was on that train in a lot of leagues, definitely picking him up late. Then saw a lot of people dropping him in other leagues, and I was like, man, I just feel like this is a guy that's been producing. This should turn around, and I think, you know, uh, Last week wasn't great, but we saw A.J. Brown, a little bit of life out of him, which was great. Against a tough matchup in Buffalo uh, that really held down wide receivers. And like you mentioned, this week against the Chiefs, this should be all in. So I'm I'm there. I'm pushing the chips all in on Tannehill this week as well. I love that call. Uh, I think this should be where hopefully the bounce back uh, begins for Tannehill. So um, getting a couple questions in here, so we'll get to those here. But I'll give my start first at the quarterback position. Um, and... <laughs> I almost went with Tan Hill, so I'm glad that uh, you took that one because he's mm-hmm. definitely a, a guy that right now is going to take a look over just a consensus-wise. Yeah, he's he's inside the top 10 this week, but he hasn't really been mm-hmm. over the last few weeks. People have adjusted. I'm going to go with a guy uh, that I would not start over Ryan Tannehill, but I would start over pretty much all the streamers this week, and there's a lot of people streaming this week. So if you listen to the Wave Wire sniping last week or the Wave Wire show on Tuesday, you hopefully added this guy because he's jumped about 20% in ownership. And that's Matt Ryan. Um, now, every time I say to start Matt Ryan in my personal leagues, like whenever I plug him in, I just am scared to death all the time. So I can totally get the hesitation to put him in your lineup. But coming off the bye week, Calvin Ridley's back in action for the Falcons. They're playing in Miami. It's in Miami, but Miami is coming back from London and they have the rare. Uh, they're playing the week after no bye week. So mm-hmm. uh, for the Dolphins. So. Chances are they're going to be a little bit tired uh, from from that trip and everything. And really, this has not been a great defense to begin with. Um, they've Miami, I was saying here, 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks, 300 plus passing yards to three of the last four quarterbacks they've played. So Matt Ryan is not somebody I'd play over 10 Hill, but he is inside my top 12. Again, I played him over all the streamers this week. And for a lot of us out there, uh, you have your streaming teams, then you have the the guys that are trying to find replacements for Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. So uh, there's a lot of us out there. So Matt Ryan is about 70% owned right now, so he's probably not available. But if you did pick him up, I think you can start him with confidence. So I'm going to go with Matty Ice, fingers crossed. Uh, we got uh, we got Eric in the chat. Uh, so appreciate you tuning in here, Eric. Thanks for the question. Uh, he said he's, he has a full PPR and needs to fill his flex. He's got Elijah Mitchell. Um, believe they're playing on Sunday night against the Colts. Allen Robinson, mm. he's in contention for <laughs> disappointment of the year so far uh, with your on your Bears there, Dallas. Uh, we have Devontae Booker. We filling in again this week, and then T.Y. Hilton, who was self described as fifty fifty for this week. So full PPR: Mitchell, A. Rob, Devontae Booker, T.Y. Hilton. Which way are you leaning here for Eric there, Dallas? Uh, for me, I'm just going off a game script. Uh, I'm going with the disappointment himself for 2021 and Allen Robinson with it being full PPR. It's been shown week in week out that you cannot run against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think there's going to be a lot of people playing, 
uh, Khalil Herbert mistakenly from the Bears this week just because of all the buys out there. Um, but I think that Justin Fields is going to have to sling it. Uh, Matt Nagy is going to learn very early on that he does not have the option to try and throw the ball under 25 times if they want to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. That means targets to Mooney and targets to Allen Robinson. So ultimately in PPR, just from a volume play, I'm going to go with A-Rob. Yeah, and I'm with you. With it being full PR, I'm going to PPR. I'm going to lean that way as well. Um, Tampa has their secondary is pretty decimated um, by injuries pretty much all year. So we've seen them give up uh, pretty substantial fantasy points to the position. They're definitely in that bottom third as far as you know. These are matchups you want to play your receivers against. A Rob, I get it, man. It's difficult. We're talking about flexes now, right? Like that's where he's mm-hmm. gotten to. It's not even like a wide for a wide receiver slot. We're really like, do we? Can I even get this guy in my lineup at this point? But, Consensus top twelve before the season, dude. It's crazy right now. So I, I hope this is the bounce back we need. Like hell, I I would take just a solid like six receptions for eighty at this point from A Rob. It's mm-hmm. been extremely disappointing. Mitchell is definitely on my radar. I just don't trust what that sermon is going to be that uninvolved like he was what upon Mitchell's return um Mm-mm. and 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 Mitchell really hasn't been a pass catcher yet you know from what we've seen so I'm gonna lean a Rob I think you have a nice floor with those hopeful receptions and that's the way I would go so Eric you got you got a consensus from us we're putting a Rob in the flex there so we got another question before we get to the QB sits uh we got uh MP X sixteen oh six. I'm sure that means something to you, bro. So all good. Pick two: uh, Javante Williams, uh, Corey Davis, or Julio Jones, who's a little bit banged up right now. So that might that decision might be easy for us. But let's assume Julio's active. Uh, Javante, Corey Davis, or Julio? Who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go Javante and Corey in this matchup, regardless. Um, Julio had some splash plays, but relying on a small volume efficiency with him has never really been a good idea for Julio. He does have the ability to stretch the field quite a bit. Um, but with the issues that we've had with Ryan Tanhill, like I touched about, um, and just the health aspect, I feel way more comfortable with the other two, especially since the matchup is going to be there. Also, um, there's a lot of defensive injuries in tonight's game with the Browns and Denver. So I think it could be a little bit more of a shootout, an ugly shootout, albeit with Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. Um, but I think Javante could see an increased workload, specifically in the past game tonight, that he's not really accustomed to just based off of the game plan. There you go. I dig it. Uh, and yep, obviously going to lean that way as well, despite regardless of what Julio's health status is, but with Javante going tonight, obviously you got to plug him in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it kind of comes down to Corey or Julio. You don't want to take that risk and uh, leave Javante on the bench. So I would just roll the running back there, play Corey Davis uh, regardless, and you should be in decent shape for this week. So appreciate the question, bro. Um, before we move on to the sits, I do want to just plug, because I actually meant to mention this on the uh, on my QB start of Matt Ryan, if you're checking out all of the Warzone content and following all of the uh, content creators here at the Warzone Network, you would have gotten in on some pretty sweet action as far as putting some money on the Falcons versus the Dolphins this mm-hmm. week. Dr. Kyle tweeted last week that the Falcons, I believe, were plus 120 um, at the time. I went in there, just put a cool 10 bucks on them, checked it on Monday morning, and the Falcons were like ne- were like negative 180. So I mean that's that's a pretty big swing with you know just a couple days apart. So if you're staying on top, you know it's not just beneficial here for fantasy, but you could see some some uh, some instant Monetary rewards there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So fingers crossed for uh, for that Atlanta Falcons money line. I just went straight up. Let's go. 
So mm -hmm. uh, hopefully Matty has to be putting up some numbers in the process. But what about the QB sits? I'll let you kick it off, man. Yeah, for me, I, there's a screaming sit just based off of the performance of the last couple of weeks since his main man, Christian McCaffrey, in the backfield went down. And that's Sam Darnold. He's in the ECR top 12 right now, sitting as the top 12. So he's a starter in all leagues. Um, I just can't do it. I know the Giants defense isn't amazing or anything like that, but he just has not proven to be consistent, even against good matchups that he's had the last couple of weeks. Um, the system is hurting quite a bit, and he's basically a touchdown boom bust type of quarterback at this point. His rushing floor has started to kick out from underneath him, which was propping up some less than stellar passing games at the beginning of the season. So he's kind of crashing back to reality. Um, there may have been some mirage status going on with Sam Darnold that had been uh, taking over the minds of some of our compatriots, but I'm glad that uh, everyone is starting to see him a little bit more as to what his true colors are. Uh, I would avoid him at all costs personally this week. Yeah. And I, I agree with you on bro. I was surprised to see him at in inside the top 12. I mean, I'm obviously at 12 right now or fancy pros mm -hmm. consensus, but I just, even with all the bye weeks, I get it. There's a lot of great quarterbacks missing in action this week, but uh, that would be really tough to to uh to trust sam darnold even in a great matchup the way he's yeah. playing as of late uh, my i guess my second start of the week based off of where he's at right now would be carson wentz people don't realize how efficient he's been over the last three weeks specifically since he's gotten back from being healthy and the san francisco defense is pretty bad so i would strongly suggest you start a guy like carson wentz who's a borderline qb two three right now in expert consensus ranking over a guy like darnold at 12 so yeah, and I was going to take a look because I know Carson Wentz is somebody mentioned on the waiver wire show. Mm -hmm. um, his ownership, I guess I can't find him that quick. So uh, <laughs> let's see here. He is only 37% owned on Yahoo leagues right now. So he's a guy that yeah. if you're in your redraft leagues, you could plug and play Carson Wentz. I'm sure he's less owned than Sam Darnold right now, um, the way the consensus kind of rolling. But I'm with you there. Uh, my sit of the week is somebody that I'm not. It was tough because obviously, like I said, a lot of guys missing. Blah, blah, blah. We get it. Mm -hmm. We get it. But um, I'm not sure how many streaming guys I'd play over uh, this quarterback. Um, <laughs> but if I can, if I have like, if I've had been rostering two and they're available, I'm going to try to sit Joe Burrow. I know he's coming off of uh, a good game against uh, the Lions, which is great. Um, but he's going up against Baltimore now in Baltimore. Baltimore's only given up nine passing touchdowns on the season, and three of those were to Patrick Mahomes. Um, so Burrow, I was, I reason I noted him as my sit is. Right now, over at Fantasy Pros consensus rank, he's QB ten, um, and I just feel even with all these guys missing, I'm not extremely confident as I would be looking at a top twelve quarterback, uh, you know, on a normal week. So the the one guy that I would what that I would start over Burrow for sure that's a streamer would be Jameis, um, in addition to Matt Ryan. But like I I would go ahead and probably just take that risk. Um, Burrow is not really put up the fantasy numbers yet that we would have seen because they've been dialing back his pass attempts. Um, compared to last year, right? 40 pass attempts a game. Well, that, we're not seeing that this year. So mm -hmm. if I can, I'm going to try to steer clear Joe Burrow, but I totally understand that it's tough to do this week <laughs> with a lot of quarterbacks missing. So, um, all right, let's just jump right into the running backs, man. Who's your start of the week here at the running back position? Um, I saw the week we actually talked a little bit about him beforehand. It's a guy you're starting in one of your leagues and uh, it should be a shock to no one. I guess it probably should be because I haven't really been talking about him during the season, um, but it's Michael Carter with the Jets. Um, the matchup right now is a middle of the tier, middle of the road one. He's seen his snap share, his target share and his touch share increase each week of the NFL season. 
Um, it's pretty easy to forget about him too. Uh, Tevin Coleman saw very limited work, um, but for some reason keeps seeing work early and then just is immediately phased out in all the Jets games for any of you that have actually been watching any of them. Um, but he is seeing an increased role. The matchup is pretty advantageous. It's middle of the road right now. Um, the Patriots are just smack dab in the middle of the league right now for points allowed, rush yards allowed. Um, the only category that they're higher than most of them are at is touchdowns allowed. They haven't allowed a lot of rushing touchdowns, but when it comes to Michael Carter, you're looking more for the pass game involvement. Um, this Jets offense has to figure out what the hell it's doing, for lack of better phrasing. Like It needs to get its feet going if they want to have some success, and they had an extra week with the bye last week to just kind of understand what they need to do on offense. I'm optimistic, and I'm starting him over quite a few of the streamers above him. Um, like Even a guy like Antonio Gibson, just with that limited workload that's most likely going to be happening if he does even play at all, and as well as my sit, who is ranked higher than a guy like Michael Carter in ECR right now. Yeah, the uh, I think that's a I think that's a great call. He's he's a top twenty four running back for me with all the bodies missing, and he's you know he's been getting the workload, which is great. Touchdowns and back to back games before that bye week. I was double checking because I kept, I keep I feel like uh, I talk about Michael Carr in every damn waiver wire show because no one ever yeah. wants to add this guy. He's still only fifty seven percent on on <laughs> Yahoo leagues. Dearness freaking Johnson is 70% on what are we doing that we're just skipping yeah. over this guy who's going to be the starter for the whole year for a guy that's got a one week fill in um, yeah. in a tough matchup like I, I don't understand <laughs> why we keep skipping over Michael Carter but he's uh, he's he might still be out there in some of your more shallower leagues but I, I like him as a top 24 guy this week so glad you brought him up let's get those numbers up so we can just stop talking about him on waiver shows Please. Um, <laughs> my my start of the week this week is at running back uh he's outside the top 12 for me but he's still a guy that i have right around 15th i'm gonna go with james connor uh he has the houston texans so the game script should be 100 in his favor he's been getting all the carries chase edmonds is a little bit banged up edmonds snap share went down last week um compared to what he's been doing so maybe they try to lean on carter uh, connor a little bit more in a game that they should have this thing just completely locked up here so the yeah. dude gets double-digit carries pretty much every week, all but one game this season. Yet Last week wasn't phenomenal for fantasy, but he's found the end zone. He's their goal line back. I think he is pretty much about as safe as you can get as far as scoring a touchdown this week. The yardage yeah. numbers won't be crazy, so that's why he wouldn't be like top 10 for me. But like I'm, if I'm putting money on anybody to score a touchdown this week, I'm pretty sure James Conner is in that top five. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. start him at the running back position with confidence compared to what most of my other uh, running back options are this week. So uh, he's been extremely consistent, but he's been impossible to move in dynasty leagues right (laughs) now. Um, I have him unfortunately on two rebuilds. The ones that we were talking about earlier, I have him in both and it's like a, you're making the argument, like, look at the production. I understand that the injury history is there, but like Mm -hmm. what we're seeing in Arizona is a 50, 50 timeshare, which we anticipated before the season. And he's getting the advantageous touches inside of the red zone. Um, It's frustrating, but yeah, go and acquire him if you can on the cheap, because no one's out there buying other than you. Yeah, that, no, that's great (laughs) advice. I think he's a guy that you can, that you should be able to count. I mean, this is an offense that puts up a lot of points. So having their goal line running back, is is uh not a bad problem to have plus we haven't seen kyler like stealing all those goal line looks he's not really running as much as he has had in the he had in the past so um you know connor's been the benefactor of that so the reason i acquired him earlier on in the season is the fact that last year Kenyon drake was number three in red zone touches at the running back position and that has not changed when you look at this arizona running back group it is now james connor who is in the top three in red zone touches 
You got to look at the stats, people. They tell you the story. <laughs> Love it. Love it. What about your sit of the week? Who are you avoiding this uh, in week seven at the running back spot? Yeah, I'm done with Miles Sanders. I'm done with this experience. I'm done with attempting him. Um, I have him in one league, and I was relying on him pretty heavily. It's the only league I own him in, and I'm just – I'm done. I don't want anything to do with this rushing game. Uh, it's extremely inconsistent. They like to sprinkle in Gainwell now for some reason, and just the total volume that they give to the running game outside of the scrambles from a guy like Jalen Hurts is insane. It just it doesn't make sense to me. The volume's not there. You're relying on a touchdown that hasn't come thus far this season. So I'm out of Miles Sanders. He continues to be ranked inside the top 20 at the running back position, both due to scarcity and just based off a of name value. And I just can't get behind it anymore. When your home when your home fans are literally cheering you just getting a carry, that yeah. is weird, right? And I know that they, you know, come out and say, oh, we got to get him more looks. Like, you know who can control that? You, the coaching staff. Give him the damn ball. And it's not happening. So I'm with you there. This is a guy that I wasn't like super high on, but I, I felt pretty that his floor was pretty safe, you know, compared to mm-hmm. some of the other guys and the, the spots where I have, man, it's been really, really tough. So um, I'm with you, man. It's tough to trust. I'm going with, uh, you mentioned him earlier. I'm sure he's probably a sit for you, but Khalil Herbert coming off a great game last yep. week, no doubt. And Damien Williams looks like he's probably not going to be back for Sunday. We're not going to know until late in the weekend, whether he's off the COVID list or not, but it's not looking <laughs> promising as of now. Uh, but he has pretty much one of the toughest matchups for running backs. Uh, Tampa Bay has only given up one rushing touchdown to the running backs on the season, and only one running back has more than 56 rushing yards. That's Sony Michelle, who needed 20 carries to get to 67. Um, I Like you mentioned with A-Rob in that question earlier, I think the game script's going to lead to them having to throw the ball a bit more. Yeah, if he's the only guy there and you're in deeper leagues, like I, I get it, you know, um, as far as needing to plug him in your lineup. But I would not expect anywhere near the same production of what we saw last week, um, you know, which was great. But I think this is a week that you could try to avoid him if you have some of your uh, usual suspects available to you. So I'm going to uh-huh. try to avoid Herbert this week. Uh, all right, let's just keep this thing rolling. Wide receiver, who's your start? Uh, Yeah, my start is actually a guy who's just barely inside the top 24. It's Tyler Lockett. Um, This entire game script that they're going to be doing with Geno Smith at the helm is going to be short game. We saw it against the Pittsburgh Steelers. There weren't any deep shots really to DK that were completed. He likes his safety blankets. He likes his efficient quick reps out. And that's what Tyler Lockett does. Um, The matchup is quite a bit more advantageous as well. Marshawn Lattimore is going to be in shadow coverage on DK Metcalf. That's basically all he does. I actually don't know if he's healthy or not this week. I think he's coming back from an injury. I think he is playing. But uh, if he is there, he's going to be up against DK Metcalf just because he's the dominant force, and that's who you need to shut down in this offense for the deep play scores. But when it comes to Tyler Lockett, he's ranked right now in ECR as 23. I think that's significantly lower than what he should be. I have him at 13 on the week. so it's just a play I think everyone should be playing. If you're considering him as a flex, definitely start him. Yeah, I like that call. <clears throat> I think that I think you're right. I think it's going to lean towards uh, more of a Lockett game versus Metcalf in that matchup. And without Russ, you pr- it's probably going to be one or the other <laughs> for the next few weeks. I'm not sure how many times you're going to get both being extremely productive, but this one should definitely lean that way. I think that's a great call. Uh, my num- my uh, start of the week at wide receiver, this is a guy that is uh, about 20th in consensus rankings right now. He's a guy that I've had a hard time trusting, like most people. And then, he, of course, he went off on many people's benches uh, last week in London. But I'm going to start Jalen Waddle this week. Uh, I hate 
playing the guy that's like, oh, I'm just chasing the points and damn it. Uh-huh. But I don't think you can argue with 13 targets. Uh, he also gets the Atlanta Falcons defense, which is not good. They've given up the eighth most fancy points to the position. Um, there's only been two times this year out of their five games that Atlanta didn't give up at least two touchdowns, and that was to the Giants and the Jets. Now, Miami's maybe closer to that offense, but I think they're going to be playing from behind, uh, and Waddle should see a ton of looks still. So Waddle is uh, inside my top 20 this week. He hasn't been over the course of the, of the year, so I'm going to start Jalen Waddle this week, and hopefully he stays hot. Uh, I don't know if he's getting two touchdowns again, but I would take – you know, eight eight catches in a tutty from uh, from Waddle this week and feel pretty damn good about that. Um, so fingers crossed that the production keeps rolling. Uh, what do you have at uh, sit for the uh, receiver position? Yeah, mine is a guy. I I'm always a little bit hesitant to play Terry McLaurin. I know he's getting the volume, and this matchup against the Packers kind of scares me a little bit. Um, I know they don't have Jair Alexander, but uh, Stokes from Georgia is looked like a pretty dominant rookie corner right now. Um, They've done a very good job in the past defense, which is kind of surprising for the Packers. And it's something that's kind of continuing this year, even against some of the top tier talent Um, outside of that first weird luxury week against new Orleans. We've seen a pretty good defense all around. Um, They're limiting points. They're limiting deep plays as well. So I'm going to be sitting Terry McLaurin this week. Um, I say that loosely. I know the buys are here. You probably have to play him if you have him, but I would just temper expectations for the point totals. I don't expect a touchdown, and I don't expect a lot of receptions deep. Yeah, and he's right now he's top 10 over at yeah. Fantasy Pros Consensus, which just seems a little bit high. Um, like, I know <laughs> I, have a, I have a team where I have <laughs> uh, – it's Dynasty, so I've, and I'm, I'm a, definitely a contender in this league, mm-hmm. so I have, I have better options, but, like, I know that I'm staring down McLaurin versus Godwin and there mm-hmm. Godwin's actually behind McLaurin right now. I I'm starting Godwin, like not even really questioning it. Um, yeah. especially if AB is out, but McLaurin's been dinged up too. So, um, there's also that. So I like, I think that's uh definitely something that a lot of people aren't catching on because if he's top 10 consensus, a lot of people have him in there. Yeah. Like for my example, my start, I'm starting Tyler Lockett over Terry McLaurin this week. I would suggest you, you to do that. And they're about, and they're more than 10 spots apart. 10 spots apart right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we get to my sit, let's get this question in. Lee uh, brings it. This one's tough. I saw in the chat. I was like, oh, damn it. Um, Like going through my head. I'm like, this one's going to be tough. So he's got, uh, he's got a flex spot, full PPR. Should he start T Higgins, Elijah Mitchell, or Devonta Smith in his flex, full PPR, Higgins, Mitchell, Smith. I'm going to let you start it off. This one's tough for me. Yeah, the matchup's ugly, but I always have a very hard time sitting T. Higgins. He almost never disappoints you, especially when it comes to PPR. Um, He just consistently gets somewhere in the range of 8 to 10 targets every single game, and he usually reels in about 80 to 90% of them. Um, So in full PPR, I'm probably going to lean Higgins. I can understand the allure of the matchup with Devontae against the Raiders, Mm -hmm. and Elijah Mitchell just all in general is just kind of where kind of a sketchy situation like you touched on earlier so i'm probably leaning higgins opposed to the other two yeah uh and i have a special place in my heart for t higgins so i too am always uh hesitant to bench him uh mitchell you like usually if it's that close you know i don't mind just going with the running back there but yeah. mitchell's matchup is a little bit tougher and he's been pretty decent against the run on the on the year with it being full ppr I agree. Higgins has seen, he's seen the targets that hasn't really been the problem. He just hasn't really found the end zone. Like he was at the end of last season. Jamar chase obviously plays a factor into that. The fact that they haven't had to throw the ball as much, like we mentioned, um, you know, has done a little bit uh, to that offense as well. 
that was an offense that I was kind of like, I think all three of these guys at the beginning of the year can be really, really good. And now I'm not quite sure that's the case, but I, I still think Higgins is, you know, with the looks he's getting, he's still flex worthy um, at least so with it being full PPR. I'm actually going to go with you, man. I'm going to go with Higgins, uh, even though the matchup might be a little bit tougher than what Smith's looking at. Um, I think he's safer. So I'll go with Higgins this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Um, here we, we should get to this one right now because this one's for Thursday night. Uh, the life of Philly. Should I pick up Dearness Johnson and start him as a flex? What's your overall thoughts for Johnson tonight? <laughs> I don't love it. It's kind of a similar similar situation we had the last time we were on. Oh, I guess not the last time we were on. Uh, two weeks ago when the Alex Collins came in. Uh, it's a bad matchup against the Denver front seven. Their pass defense has been a little suspect, but their run defense is still pretty dominant. Um I just don't like it. I It feels more like a Felton game to me than a Darrenis Johnson game, but I'm not going to start either of them tonight. I put in zero claims for either player in all of my leagues. Um, I just really don't like either one of them personally. Yeah, I'm going to try to avoid him as well. I did pick him up in a couple spots pretty much just to leave him on my bench. <laughs> yeah. Just in case I was wrong, but like all, I pretty much, even though I like, I kind of crapped on Herbert even a little bit, like I've, I think almost all of like the fill-in type guys, I'm probably starting all of them. Like I'm starting Daryl Williams for sure. Alex mm-hmm. Collins, he practiced him. I'm I would wait that out if I had that option. I'd go with him. Booker. Yeah. Pe- uh, how do you feel about Penny though? Penny's off of IR now. Yeah, I I I, I still I, think I, Collins is going to be the guy question. this week. Yeah, they, I, I mean, I wish a lot. I wish uh, that Rashad Penny would be something because my God, I keep like you could pick him up on dynasty waivers for in some of my leagues, but. Um, yeah, I, I would try to steer clear of Johnson. Um, I just think he's – it's going to be tough. And the other problem is, like you mentioned, the matchup. But, like, <laughs> just living with the fact of, like, if I play this dude and he sucks, I got to stare at that number all weekend. <laughs> like, I yeah, bet. it's ugly. You got you to gotta two-day wait until you get more points in your lineup, and it's always just hard to do on Thursdays. Yeah, and, some, and it's always funny because even, like, some of the biggest things, like decisions, like – I'll fret over it all week and I'll look at it like that was a one point difference and it didn't mm-hmm. matter. But like all the time and effort I thought about it. So I would try to avoid it if I can. Um, but uh, with all the bye weeks, I, I get it. But I, I think there you probably have a better option. If you do plan on starting him, uh, you might as well push him into your uh, uh, into your running back spot. Don't put him in your flex. Don't lock mm-hmm. yourself up that I got screwed on that the other day uh, last week or whatever. Somebody got inactive unexpectedly and i was like more limited so uh he followed up here how about uh damian williams at rb or sorry damian harris at rb2 uh i'm i'm good with harris this week man if he's if he's yeah. running back two against the jets i feel really good i like what i saw out of him last week the workload was solid yeah, um, he's seen a lot more usage in the past game too more targets yeah, in the last two weeks than he has ever in his career so it's nice which is awesome yeah i know i have him in a couple leagues i was like trying to sell him nobody will bit and then now i'm sitting here like after that james white injury i'm like actually i think i might have a top 15 guy we'll see yeah. but top yeah all sure my jj taylor shares are just weeping <laughs> themselves in the corner <laughs> yes uh all right well, i left off my sit at the at the wide receiver spot you actually kind of alluded to it i'm sitting dk if i can dk Metcalf. Mm-hmm. um he's usually top 10 every single week um but the geno smith experience is going to lead to them Short area passing game, more than likely. Marshawn Lattimore is a go this week. Uh, the Saints have been really good. Only four touchdowns allowed to the wide receivers on the season, and two of those came in the game that Lattimore missed against the Panthers in week two. They've been pretty shut down. So if Lattimore's on the field in those in those three games, they've given up two touchdowns to the receiver position. I think that 
it's going to be a more of a Tyler Lockett game this week. So if you can, if you're feeling good about uh, your other options at receiver, I want to try to get Metcalf out of my lineup if you're pretty stacked there. But uh, again, like in quotes, you kind of said with McLaurin, I, I kind of have those guys actually pretty similar. Like if I can try to avoid them, I'm going to. Uh, if I can't, I get it, but that's the route I'm going to go. So mm-hmm. uh, DK Metcalf, let's see it, bro. Let's see what you got. That's going to be a tough matchup for him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dallas specialty. Here we go. The tight end position. What kind of magic go. you got for us this week, man? Who's your start at tight end? Yeah. Um, my start is CJ Uzoma actually. So I know oh, you're not nice. big on, Bur- yeah. I know you're not big on Burrow this week, but yeah. when it comes to matchup play, Patrick queen might be the worst coverage linebacker in the NFL. And it's not close. It's bad. And it's like the only downfall to his game. He's so freaking good. Other than that one expect, he just cannot cover tight ends. Um, so when it goes to a Baltimore defense that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go up against with some strong, powerful corners on the outside, you can basically assume that Humphreys is just going to be in shadow coverage against our boy Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is going to be dealing with the rotation and probably bracketed more than anything. You're going to be linebacker one-on-one coverage and zone coverage of the middle trying to stop Uzoma, who's seen a target share increase steadily over the season. He's had two big boom games. He's a reliable touchdown and red zone target. And the dude's looking good and fast coming off of that Achilles, which personally makes me feel very good about guys like Marlon Mack long term and guys like Cam Akers because he's 28 coming off of an Achilles as opposed to those younger guys. So um, for me this week, my start, you should be locking him in. All my tight end takes people out there because I've been hitting every week. I've been playing along even while I'm not on here, and I'm pretty steady with the tight end position. Uh, But I'm going with CJ Uzoma. I like the matchup. I like the options that he's going to basically be forced in into this pass game against Baltimore. Nice. Yeah, I he somebody I mentioned as like the the deep tight end ad. Um, Mm -hmm. If you were looking off the waivers, he's only 15% owned. Um, And I know there's you know everyone's looking for tight ends every single week. Uh, but I know there's even some teams, obviously we had the two breakout tight ends of Knox and, and, uh, and Schultz, those guys are out this week, right? So you, you have teams looking for tight ends. And I know I saw some teams picking up Robert Tunyon and I was like, don't do that. That dude doesn't do anything like he's sucked all year. Um, and I think it was on the matchup should be pretty decent for him. They've given up, they've had, they've played two really, really good cause they played Waller and Kelsey, but they still yeah. given up touchdowns to other tight ends, including last week against Jared cook. So um, I don't mind that. Uh, I don't mind that at all. Uh, I got a couple questions here, so I'll give. I'll be quick on my start. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with another guy that this is a guy who picked up off the waivers. He's been more added this week once again after scoring last week. But I'm gonna go with Ricky right. Seals Jones. Uh, I think he's your best <laughs> option as a streamer. 46% owned, so he's still available in half of Yahoo leagues. If you're looking uh, in a more shallower league, 19 targets the last three games scored last week. Uh, I think this is another solid week for him. I think he's a top 12 tight end. You can go ahead and keep rolling him. As long as Logan Thomas is out, I think he's going to be top 12. So mm-hmm. uh, we got Andrew in here. We're, uh, we're enjoying some Cowboy love right now uh, because our Dallas Cowboys are 5-1, and one, and we can't lose this week, so that's also good on the bye. So he asked, should I start Diggs and IDP in case he gets an interception in the bye week? I mean, that's possible. If anyone can do it, it would probably be Diggs. The dude is just balling out right now, tons of picks. Uh, and it's been fun, man. Um, I don't know what the number is, but I'm pretty sure that Diggs by himself already has more turnovers caused than the entire Dallas defense did last year. Um, mm. And that's that's fun to finally have a guy that can uh, take the ball for for the defense. But uh, yeah. 
he's a baller. You just got to make sure he's not in deep coverage. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. I got to put somebody a little bit better over the top, maybe help him out. Yeah. Uh, boss man fat. I like the name. I again, I love these names. I'm sure they mean something to somebody. But start Devontae Booker this week. He's asking. So uh, he, obviously Saquon's still going to be missing some time. Uh, we got Booker versus the Carolina Panthers this week. What's your thoughts on uh, Booker overall? Uh, Booker's a good fill-in. He's consistent, but he's nothing special. And when you're going up against a dominant front seven like Carolina, I still don't like the matchup. Um, if you have no other options and you want to start him in the flex, I'd be comfortable at it. But if you're relying on him as an RB2 this week, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, they have actually, Carolina has given up the uh, the fewest fantasy points to running back position. That includes a buck 40 and a touch to both Zeke and um, and Dalvin Cook. But uh-huh. they really, you know, everybody else they face, I mean, they shut down Kamara, yeah. you know, and so he was decent. They played some other bad teams. But I do think this front seven is, is fairly solid. Um, if, if you're not elite, you're not running against them at the end yeah. of the day. That's what it is. And <laughs> you have to basically rely on it, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, Daniel Jones might have a good rushing game just – Mm-hmm. trying to get out of the pocket and that's about it yeah i would try to i'm with you i would try to avoid him if you can yeah uh this week that's i mean and hopefully saquon's back soon uh because it'd be great to see him back on the field all right what about sits who you got at uh tight end who's your sit um yeah so my sit uh as it's been pretty much all uh <laughs> kind of all season is the tight end position going up against the chicago bears um it's pretty much the only position that they can continue to cover and it's continuing to happen. Tunyon did absolutely nothing against them last week. Um, they're extremely steady. If you take away the one touchdown that happened week one, they haven't allowed one. So it's just a position you don't really want to start against the Chicago Bears. Their linebacking core is pretty dominant. Um, they will let you torch them on the outside and with short shit underneath, but you're not going to throw it over the middle. Um, I would be avoiding Gronkowski if he is healthy and definitely avoiding OJ Howard or Cameron Bray if you're thinking about getting cute. Oh, I like that. I like that call. Uh, I'm going to sit, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to sit Zach Ertz. Um, I like, it was all exciting and he got traded and yeah, maybe he's somebody that you can play this season and hopefully that helps. Uh, you know, Dallas Goddard, who was activated off COVID IR uh, this week, but I just don't want to play him in his first game. I don't really think you have to do that. If you had Zach Ertz, um, I know he wasn't available on money waiver wire, so you probably already have another option. So if that option's playing this week, I would just roll him. I would roll RSJ over Ertz this week. I'd play Uzama over him actually as well, um, and just see how this one, how this thing plays out. I know Max Williams was seeing some decent targets, so I, I'm the teams that I have Ertz on. I'm happy that he's now out of Philadelphia. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's I, I'm pumping the brakes just a bit because he's already he was consensus top 12 right now over at fancy pros right away. So mm. uh, boss man fat is back. I think he's giving us some context here. Uh, Melvin Gordon. So would you start Devonte Booker or Melvin Gordon tonight? Got to make the decision right now. Kickoffs in 45 minutes. <laughs> you go in uh, <laughs> Melvin or Devonte Booker. I have them back to back and they're <laughs> at 25 and 26. Um, so I guess I'll go with my rankings and go with Melvin. Yeah. Um, I'm not super high on it. Like I said, I think it's going to be more of a Javante game. Um, but if there is going to be pass work that goes to a running back and it ends up going to Gordon, um, if he's the game script guy, then you could be looking at a good showing. I just, I'm really uncomfortable starting Devonte Booker this week against Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think the injuries against the Browns give you a better opportunity with starting either of the running backs from Denver, as opposed to a guy like Booker this week. 
Yep. I'm going to lean that way as well. I, I actually, I like Javante and Melvin tonight. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, you're going to hindsight the hell out of me and whether I'm right or wrong. Yeah, this is call. totally Kyle's take, not mine, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah. there you go. Thank you for leaving me on that island. I would go with Melvin Gordon. I don't love Melvin Gordon this week. Uh, as you know, even in a, with all the bye weeks and everything, he didn't make it into my top 15 or anything. But mm. I have Gordon just inside the top 20 at number 19. I have Javante at number 22. Uh, so I think those guys are both guys you can play this week. Flexes would be perfect as far as that kind of range. Hopefully you have two other really good starters. But if there are your RB2, I'm okay with it. Um, trying mm. to avoid Booker if I can. Um, all right. I think that's it, Dallas. So appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming back on the show. We're going to be yeah. looking out for that uh, rookie report uh, cards. Uh, new one on Sunday, you said, right? Yeah, it's going to be my rookie buys. Oh, my midway, right. midway of the season rookie buys for Perfect. Dynasty. Rebuild and non-rebuild. So and yeah, and people, I know I saw some crazy trades this week in some Dynasty Leagues where people are like trying to fill out their roster. And I'm just yeah. like, that's not how you should really do this, right? Like you shouldn't be overreacting to one week. That's the, you know, um, so there's going to be people out there that are just looking to trade these players at a value that's probably way off. So yeah. definitely my, check out my, my two people, just so you guys know, sneak peek right now from what I'm seeing, Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore. Give me all of them. You can yes. get them so much cheaper because everyone expected Rashad Bateman to blow up last week. And then, the ancient running back scored all the touchdowns. Um, <laughs> it looked good. If you didn't watch the game, you need to uh, pick them up because if people aren't excited about it and we're expecting stuff week one and didn't get it, you can still get them cheap. Elijah Moore is literally a throw in, in most of the trades that I've seen thus far, which I am here for. Yeah. I will be making my rounds in the few leagues that I don't already own Elijah Moore. And I did move him in one league. Uh, yeah. It was, it was for your boy, Allen Robinson. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm a contender right now. All my guys are like old. So I'm like, this is it right now. Yeah. push. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, I hate to do this, but I felt like I got close to draft a value on him. If, if you can get him as a throw in, I mean, Jesus, get, go get mm-hmm. him. But I like that. Thanks for the sneak Pete. Last question here. Parting gift for us. Uh, we got Bronco players uh, start with a Z uh, start three non PPR. That's what I like to hear, bro. God scoring yeah. hashtag standard for life. Uh, start three. <laughs> Allen Robinson, Jacoby Myers, Corey Davis, OBJ tonight. Um, I'm assuming he's active. I haven't been able to check that uh, yeah. while doing the show. Yeah, he oh, is. God. He just got announced active. All right. So Robinson, Allen Robinson, Jacoby Myers, Corey Davis, OBJ, in essence, sit one. Who are you sitting? Um, a Rob and Corey Davis are for sure in my lineup in this situation. So it just comes down to Jacoby and OBJ. Um, and non PPR, you're looking for the funnel target, but with Jarvis Landry playing tonight, I don't think that's going to be Odell. But then again, neither has it been Jacoby. This is ugly. Make sure you start a Rob and Corey Davis. And for shits and gigs, I'm probably throwing in Odell just because I don't own oh. Jacoby. Anyway. I see what you did there for shits and gigs. You're starting yeah. OBJ. I'm sitting Odell Beckham Jr. Hashtag never OBJ unless it's a question of who you're sitting. Then you sit OBJ. Screw that dude. Uh, no way I'm starting him, man. He's he's banged up. You got your, Jacoby Myers is scoring a touchdown this week. They know that they got to get this man out of the news for the, what, the most catches or yards or whatever the hell. It's happening this week. Let's go mm-hmm. against the Jets. I'm going to play Myers over OBJ and you, then you get davis and Allen robinson in your lineup so hopefully that helps man there's some confidence uh you know and, and you'll know by tomorrow i guess whether that was right or not. pretty quick <laughs> all right well for dallas and myself uh appreciate you guys tuning in uh again 7 p.m eastern time if you're listening to the podcast 7 p.m eastern time every thursday 
on the YouTube channel. We're here for your starts and sits. Thanks for everybody that asked questions uh, on this week's show. I'm going to be back here on YouTube only, YouTube only, Saturday morning with waiver wire sniping. Not as many bye weeks next week, but that still doesn't mean we shouldn't be taking a look at the wire a week ahead of time. We're going to have no Baltimore Ravens uh, in week eight, and uh, I believe no Vegas Raiders either. So we're going to get ahead of the game. Cover the waiver wire a week ahead. Stash some players. So waiver wire sniping Saturday morning. So for Dallas and myself, you guys take it easy. We'll catch you next week. See ya.